Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Midnight Triple Feature podcast. You can find us on the web at midnighttriplefeature.com, on Instagram and Facebook at Midnight Triple Feature and MT Feature. And you can subscribe to our channels through iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and anywhere podcasts can be found. For today's episode, we are discussing The Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. This podcast will contain spoilers. Enjoy. All right, welcome to this episode of Midnight Triple Feature. I am Mike, and you heard Adam there in the beginning. Oop. All right, so what's been going on, man? Not much. Uh, it's been a while. I think it's been like a month, over a month now since we recorded. Yeah. It's a little, little tough to get together. I've had like a shit ton going on. Um, yeah, we like a, got we had- like house remodeling going on on my end and. Yeah, I see you're in a new little crib over there. Yeah, getting a bathroom redone, getting the heat redone. Just be out there soon. Yeah, I'm here till Friday in this house, and then so basically we're just like, so I mean you've been in my house. We have the main bathroom on the main floor, and in the basement there's like a small bathroom, so like a toilet and a sink. So we're getting the main bathroom redone, but the toilet in the first the basement bathroom is busted. So there's no there's no toilet in the house to use right now. So we're and the girls are still in remote school. So you're like, well, we don't have a toilet. <laughs> we don't want the girls to have to do school with like them tearing the house up every day. So we rented this house, but we we asked them to fix the toilet downstairs for us so that we don't have to stay in this house for like four weeks because we gotta fuck pay out the you know it's like it's not crazy expensive. I think we paid like a couple grand for like two weeks, so it's not not that bad. But it's still like, you know, I got to pay over a thousand dollars a week to stay 20 minutes from my house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you're like, well, more than 20 minutes, right? It's about 30 minutes drive. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like exactly 30 minutes back to the house. We did, you know, Sherry's been doing the drive every day for work. Yeah. But um, we had to, I had to go up there and mow yesterday. And well, it's, it just it takes you the, it'll take you the back way to the rotary, right? Like you're going towards the fairgrounds. No, um, we're right off of 202, so we're in New Preston. Uh, yeah, New Preston. Oh, yeah, you're right there. We're Friday the 13th. It was filmed. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah, yeah we're actually yeah yeah part two. Yeah, right there by the lake. Yes, we're not that far from those locations actually. Yeah, yeah. So nice. it's about 30 minutes. It's like a small two bedroom house, or whatever. But we're getting that done. So like my bathroom is you know was all completely gutted, and then we're also in the process of starting up the heat. Cause like our heating system is fucking 1947 is when it was put in. So the boiler had been updated, but all the original piping was in the house still. And it's all in the ceiling. I have like old style radiant heat in my ceiling yeah. and it's just starting to leak, you know? You so like all out? we're not going to pull it all out. We're just going to flush. Nice. Yeah. And we're going to put in a, like a forced air heat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like fucking. I can't deal with these leaks all the time. <laughs> no, that's why. I, that's no. why I had my cousin come in here and, and just he pex lined everything. Oh yeah, you had yeah. yours. You something done too. That's right. Yeah, I had so. a couple of leaks. They just kept popping. You know, yeah, it's just, it it's just shitty town water. And um, ever <laughs> since he did that, I mean, I still have some copper left. Um, you know, mainly on the side of the basement that I'm on now. But for right. the most part, he redid all of the lines over there, yeah. and uh, they I haven't had a problem since. 
Yeah, so we're just going to go over to forced air, and then next year we might try to put in the AC because then we can just hook the AC right up to the system. Yeah. That'd be like another like eight grand, ten grand. So, like, let's just get the heat done because, like, fuck, man. It's like they, they opened up the ceiling in the bathroom, too, and they're like, you know this thing, like, leaks, right? And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, we're <laughs> working on it. <laughs> So anyway, that's what's been going on with me, you know. So what are they? Are they just repiping everything? Or are you getting like new shower and stuff? We're putting in. Oh, the bathroom's everything brand new. It it fucking twenty five grand for everything. And it's going back in the same way it was. No, they're gonna we're gonna have it reconfigured. So like, I don't know if you remember my bathroom. It was kind of funky the way they set it up. Yeah. Had so it had like a wall. Yeah. 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 So it had like a custom tub on the right, like a square custom tub that was like weird too because it was like it wasn't square in a way like oh that's nice like a jacuzzi tub it was just like a square tub so like it was smaller in length than a normal tub and it was wider than a normal tub but like the human body isn't positioned that way so like (laughs) it's not it's not really built for like an adult like my oldest daughter could probably barely sit in it you know so, and then right now, ne- then it was like a wall and then there was a sink and then the toilet was right next to the sink. Yeah. So it's like, like literally like you could wash your hands while you sat on the toilet, taking a shit. That's how it was. <laughs> built. So they, so they pulled it, everything out. The toilet's going where it was. So that's not changing. The tub is going to go on that same wall, but the sink and vanity is going to move across to the other side of the room. So it's going to be on the wall on your left now. Yeah, you well, walk in. There's there's like a vanity on the left, tub on the right, and then a toilet in the corner. Um, so yeah, the whole thing is getting completely redone, repiped. They already did, actually the the repiping is pretty much done. Like all the replumbing is pretty much done. They were working on electrical today, so they started rewiring. Put it because we didn't have ventilation in there. I don't know if your bathroom has ventilation, but like yeah, mine didn't have it, and yeah, it was just a window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ours was like out of control, man. Just constantly. Like mold, um, mildew, and shit. It's like this got to be like the worst time to do with the price of building material, though. No, so we it's it. So what happened was we locked in our quote in February. So at that time, the materials weren't. They've gone up since. So, in terms of like, it's basically lumber that's expensive, right? So like wood went up. Yeah. But most of the we already locked in all of our quote and our cost back in the winter. So we didn't have to pay like June price. We were paying like February price. So they didn't increase our quote, obviously, because they signed an agreement with us. So I don't know if they lost anything in material in those five months, but they might have. Um, you know, the the tub and shit was, I think we spent like three, four grand on like tub, shower, vanity. We did like a vanity top tile um tile wasn't that was actually super cheap because we're not doing like fucking porcelain tile we're doing like that um what the fuck's it called it's like vinyl tile yeah it, it looks yeah. kind of like wood tile. you know what i mean but it's yeah. it's like waterproof vinyl um so like the whole thing is going to we're going to up in like 25 grand in yeah because we looked into um like just building a set of stairs and a small deck to the side of the pool just oh yeah fit like two or three people you know to be able to sit yep. like that it was going to be like over, it was almost three grand. It was well over two grand. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. And most of the stuff we're putting in is not wood. Like they had to put plywood in to they had to rebuild all the subfloor. 
they had to put up new framing. So like there's new framing in there for the shower and everything. Um, but the majority of our cost was in like, you know, material, plumbing, all that kind of shit, insulation. Um, obviously like all the electrical work, they have to rewire everything, repipe everything. The nice thing is they also repiped some of the shit in the basement that was messed up because they had to. So like I got additional plumbing done for my kitchen <laughs> that I didn't think that wasn't because, but they aren't, again, they're not going to be like, Oh, you got to pay more. This is what we quoted you. So the only thing that we might pay more for is if we, like when they're trying to do the toilet downstairs, that wasn't in the original cost. So I was like, so the guy was like, Oh, do you want to just throw like a cheap toilet down there? And I was like, that's fine. So if that one, if they can't get it working, I might have to drop like a couple hundred on a toilet, but yeah, no, they're not expensive. Not at all. Yeah. I just took Fizz to go buy like three of them. He bought one like every other week because <laughs> like one didn't fit, and then he and then we and then we, we got it to fit, and then the other one is just a whole thing. And he paid like I don't know two three hundred bucks for a toilet. Right. Yeah, uh, it's probably like the cheapest thing you can buy for yeah. a bathroom is a toilet. Yeah, you should you should get that baseball. You got that bar down there, man. I know that that'll be that's on the list like way down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not between the heat and the freaking bathroom, man. I'm like. I, I uh, paid out of pocket for like half the total cost of both and then finance half. So um, I paid like we saved up over, you know, and paid out like 25 grand out of pocket on it. And then uh, it's like, you know, two years we saved that up or whatever. So we could pay for that. And then the rest, we financed it. Yeah, it takes so time. It, it does. Plug away and shit slowly. That's basically what we're doing. So that's what's going on with me. So, uh, yeah, I'm in this little bedroom right now, but. Yeah. Sorry, um, Aaron. you know. Uh, I'm I'm at the house, and we had a bunch of shit going on. So it was kind of we had uh yeah. she had a aunt and an uncle that died a week and a half apart from each other. Oh shit! Man. Yeah. So um, yeah, we were kind of <clears> dealing <throat> with that for a little bit, and so but we're back on track now. And yeah, I've just been yeah, busy yeah. as shit at work, man. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have to, but I've been pulling like 10, 12 hour days, um, just picking up all the extra work. We, we literally cannot find anybody. So we had, um, so I just been picking up all the extra work. I've been killing it. And, uh, we had a guy come in for an, an interview who said he didn't want the job because he didn't want to have to like, he didn't want to, he had, he had like a beard beard, you know, like a, like a duck dynasty beard. Yeah, like a way down kind of yeah. beard. And they were like, we don't care if you have facial hair, you just you can't have a beard because you got to be able to seal a mask. And um he's like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. he's like, not I'm not shaving my beard for this. I'm out of here. <laughs> um so he's hilarious. He never even made it through the interview process. That's they pretty hired, funny. They hired another kid who um <laughs> quit he came with me for a couple of days. I mean, a nice kid, just he had no experience in the field at all. Um, he lasted about a week because he didn't want to work Saturdays because he needed to go to marching band and he was like 26 years old and still living with his parents. I'm like, bro, bank the money while you can. Like they're literally training you and paying you nothing right now. Just, just do it. And he's like, no, nah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. For you know real. What I'm saying? Like you're literally, he's not licensed. He was trained. Yeah. He had to train for at least a month and just being paid to drive around with me and do nothing. I can't, I couldn't let him do anything because he didn't have a license. So he can't touch anything. Um, so he's literally just watching me and he quit and I'm like, what the fuck dude? Um, then we hired another guy who crashed the truck. Um, so they fired him immediately and then pretty much everybody else we interview wants like $50 an hour, $60 an hour. It's like, no, you work up to that. You don't get to walk (laughs) in here and say you want $50 an hour. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, we had one person who came in, my boss was telling me, 
right in the middle of the interview goes, so what are my hours going to be? And they're like, um, it's your, your hours are set eight to six, but when you finish your work, you go home, you know, it's like, like in my field, it doesn't matter if I'm done at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm done at six. I get paid the same. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, kind of like, almost like a salary, like where you get paid for yeah. the hours that even if you don't end up putting all the hours in, you still get paid, right? I it's paid. more like because you're doing the jobs. Yeah. Um, and he came in and was like, I don't want to work Friday or Saturdays. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, you have to. And he's like, well, then I want the job. Like, we literally can't find anybody who wants to work. Yeah. It's nuts. If, I mean, if they, they want a job like that, they got to get a job like mine in an office, man. You want Saturdays off? You sit in an office. Otherwise, um, no other job is going to give you you know what I mean? You can't get a job like in, in cu- any kind of customer facing job and expect to not have to work on a Saturday. Yeah. I, we work, you know, we, like, yeah, we rotate, we work every other. Um, yeah, and, that makes sense. And that's if I show up on a Saturday, they're lucky if I show up on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you you have tenure. You've been there uh, long enough. That's oh, what it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I pretty much do whatever I want, but right now it's, I'm just, I'm just banking cash, man. It's nuts. We are so awesome. Um, Might as well. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, because I'm down your way every day. Well, well where you I are. I thought right you now. were serving this area, the service in this area. Yeah. yeah. So I'm from pretty much. This house well, has a shitload of bugs, man. They should have you come out and service this yeah. plant. I used to that. I worked <laughs> I worked in uh, that county for about 15 years until I came yeah. to the branch. Now I do from New Milford down. So I do New Milford to. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep whatever the hell is right above I, I basically do around all of candlewood lake yeah which is like right up the road from me now yeah where yeah. i am now yeah. but new Preston and all that was my area for 15 years that's funny so i just came they got a lot of there. a lot of fucking bugs in this house so i was probably in that house at some point <laughs> you might have been <laughs> uh, so but all right so you've been watching anything good while you're over there in your cozy little country I, house well it's been a while since we uh recorded so i mean i've probably watched like a hundred movies since then it's insane how many movies i watch now that i don't have to get up at 5 30 to go to work um so uh one thing i was saying to you is we haven't talked about um some of the hbo stuff that came out in the last couple months those you know direct to streaming premieres uh, so the first one would be uh, Snyder's Justice League. So I don't think we talked about that yet, right? On his show? I don't think we've talked about Justice League. No, I don't think we recorded since we both watched it. Yeah. So um, obviously, like, yeah, Snyder, no, the Snyder Cut came out, and that was kind of a big deal, I guess. Um, and uh, so here's my thing with that. <clears throat> I hadn't actually seen the original Justice League. I had no intention of watching it because I knew it was supposed to be so bad. <clears throat> and I had only seen, I had seen Wonder Woman. Still haven't seen Aquaman. Um, I did watch Batman v Superman before I watched Justice League, which I think is a terrible movie. And then I watched, I've seen the, the Superman movie. <clears throat> so this one, you know, I thought it was all right. Snyder Cut. Um, it's like, it's one of those movies that has like some moments that are really good. But then there's other moments where it's like, and I know it's it's almost like at this point, like cliche to say it, but you can tell it's like Snyder. Yeah. Like the uh, the constant slow-mo that Snyder's known for. Like um, a couple scenes that stick out is like Aquaman walking down a long dock 
in slow motion while like the waves are going and there's really no reason for him to be slow-mo and then there's like a scene where they're doing the chase and he's in the batmobile <clears throat> near the end of the movie and there's like this slow motion like constant slow motion of the car and there's like slow motion of bullets there's a scene with wonder woman early on where like you first see her again and it's just like half of that scene is slow motion and like so one thing i'll say is it's four hours long and if you cut the slow-mo you'd probably got 30 minutes back in this movie because there's so much of it the 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 flash slow-mo is just weird it is weird. Yeah, I, it, it is weird. It's it's like the one time where I'm like, okay, I get why you're using it here, but it's still weird, especially near the end, that scene near the end where he does like, does he go like faster than the speed of light or something like that? Yeah. He like basically moves through time, right? So, I mean, like I get what's happening, but it's, you, you don't even, the way it's done, you barely even know what's going on. I thought the flash slow-mo in the pet store was okay. Like when he goes out and uh, like, saves yeah. the girl in the car like because then you get an idea at least of like how he's manipulating the space in slow-mo in like super yeah, because you kind of get to see it from like his perspective like the exactly slowly yes. flipping out you know and so like that in that one part it kind of worked right because like okay yeah. now you get to see how he's actually but then there's other parts yeah where they show his slow motion and it's like it's oh, just man. it's literally just him running with lightning bolts on him and it's in slow motion it's, exactly yeah. like that stuff i'm like oh but, you know, there were parts in the movie that, like, I liked, um, uh, you know, like, I didn't mind the villains. I guess they made changes to the villains. Like I said, I never saw the first Justice League. So, uh, like, Steppenwolf yeah. looks amazing in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, like, I, it's all I hear about is how that he looked terrible. Yeah. I, he looks good um, in this, so I don't, I don't have a comparison. I don't even know how to describe it. The original one was very, almost cartoony. Yeah. And very... Um, like practical effect i guess you'd i don't even know like man in suit yeah. type look and um and the snyder verse it's um it's all di- it's all digital so it's like you can see yeah. like armor or whatever it is like just constantly moving like like as if he's breathing through his exoskeleton like right it's amazing it, there's so many scenes that look so much better um like and he uh what did he do so he shrunk the video down because when he shot, you know, he shot it, whatever it is, um, like he shot it in a yeah. panel. Yeah, he shot it. He shot it for like, did he shoot it for IMAX? And that's why it's like, there's something with like, he shot it a certain way. And that's why it's in four um, by three ratio. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, four by three. That's what it is. Yeah. But I think it was because he shot it specifically for IMAX or something. So when you, that's not like traditional widescreen. So when you bring it down. There's because the movie was never released theatrically. I think they only have that, like the, his version was never released theatrically. They don't have like yeah. the traditional widescreen version of it. So the whole thing is shot in this. It's like watching like an old VHS. Yeah, but it's, it's in pure. It's on high def. I know? mean, I would have to go back and remember because it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen the original. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Snyder Cut was darker in color. Like I feel it like probably, the first one was really surprising. Colorful. And yeah. his was a little bit darker. Wouldn't surprise um, me. But there are multiple scenes that I remember just going, wow, that was, you know, from the first one, like that was just amazing. Like it looks better. Um, it, yeah. it pieced together better. He cut some of the, the flash stuff out and then added some new stuff. Yeah. So, and I know he completely put cyborg story back in. Yeah. Cyborg like I know that part. was completely cut. 
And it's weird watching it now because, again, not seeing the first, the original, it's like, I don't know how they could have cut it. It's very strange because it's like, it's such a big part of his cut of the movie. <laughs> that whole cyborg story is so big. It's like, it's, it's at least what, like 30, 45 minutes of the movie is the cyborg stuff. Yeah. So they must have cut out. I mean, like, it kinda, they cut out his entire story, I heard. And I'm like, his. it seems like pretty crucial to the movie because you're introducing a character that doesn't have a standalone movie. So the other thing I said to you was, you know, the thing that Marvel did right was they did Iron Man, Thor. They had a Hulk movie, even though that ended up being a different Hulk, Captain America. And they put all those movies out and then they did the Avengers. So like they kind of had all the individual movies so you could watch those, get to know those characters individually and then bring them into a movie. But for the, for the Justice League, I think what happened was DC was, or Warner was like, you know, Marvel's kicking our ass. <laughs> They've got the Avengers out there. That thing's a mega hit. We don't have that. We need that. So rather than wait and put out a Flash movie, they were going to do a Batman movie first. So they were going to do a Batman, a Flash, I'm guessing a Cyborg movie. And then, you know, you already had Aquaman, obviously. You bring them all together in a singular movie having having been introduced to all of them separately it yeah. makes makes sense that you wouldn't like if you're going to do that and bring in new characters into your team movie that they'd have small parts not not like your main fucking characters well that was oh. that was where i think they fucked up the biggest was they i don't know if they saw what marvel was doing and they're like we need, i think that's what happened we need a huge movie we need to go big and they I think just, that's what happened. instead of introducing these characters in their own movies and then yep bringing them together they were like fuck it let's just do it all at once let's i really think that's what happened that because i know i had read that they ended up cutting stuff like they were supposed to do another superman movie and they were supposed to do the standalone batman movie and it was supposed to like all this stuff was supposed to happen first and they got impatient because avengers had fucking um what was it uh infinity war you know and it's yeah. like that that's thing comes that's, that's what did them in yeah that thing comes out and it's like oh my god yeah. you know they're looking at what they have so far which is like not a, not not a very good superman movie and then and, they just all they did was take they have multiple movies that have nothing to do with the universe so they have the exact movie. right they have the joker the standalone joker movie that's not even that wasn't even right joker movie it, yeah, that right. was just um the director, mm -hmm. they were like, we'll let you do this, like your movie, because he would just want to make a movie about a crazy guy. And they were like, can you call right. it the Joker? And, make, and he's like, yeah, I think I can do that. So literally, that movie's not even a joke. It's good. I I, I bought it. I, I think it's fantastic. But right. Um, You're right, though, because like you think you've like Suicide Squad came out. So, you know, like that. They they have all these separate properties. There's nothing Marvel does. Excuse me. Marvel brings out like Guardians, right? But then they incorporate those characters into their team movies. Yeah. So they do bring them into all this to this one massive shared universe. And like, yeah, by the time you get to the fucking end game, it's like so many characters that you you're like, oh my God. Like, but they 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 somehow managed to do it right. And DC just fucked up, man. They had all yeah. you're you're absolutely right. Like they had two different versions of of a Joker, you know, and they had and then what happened is the Leto Joker comes out in Suicide Squad and they're like, oh my God, this is awful. So then they get this other Joker now who's in this movie that's not even a DC movie really. And they're like, oh my God, he's awesome. 
So like, yeah. what do you do? Because you can't put this guy into your fucking universe. He's never going to do it. Joaquin Phoenix isn't going to be in Justice League, you know? So yeah, you have like all these different weird semi-connected movies that like even the new patents in Batman's not like I was telling you, like people are going to get so fucking confused. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to be like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) like, wait, I'm watching justice league that has Ben Affleck in it, but now I'm watching this movie that has patents in it. But like this one, it's not like it takes place 30 years ago when Ben Affleck's Batman is, is, you know what I mean? It's like, no, and we're gonna have to watch his parents die again. Again, yeah, it's they're yeah. gonna do it again. Although I like the director Matt Reeves. Um, the only reason I have a hope for that movie is that director. Um, now you yeah. see the uh, Leto's Joker and Suicide Squad. I actually liked the style, but I hated the fact that we had to see his teeth the whole time. Yeah, that there were like little things like that. that... It was really annoying, um, and the one glove <laughs> thing was really annoying. Um, but when they showed him at the end of spoiler at the end of Justice League, I was like, okay, right. I could do that type of Joker like that. That could work. Right. So yeah, he was less annoying at in the like post apocalyptic world that they showed him in at the end. Yeah, he was. So. You're right. He was more tolerable then, even though it was weird that they threw that in, but cause they're never going to get another movie. I know what like the news articles are saying, like, Oh, you get it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think it's too much of a disaster. I think, you know, you might, I don't think you're getting Ben Affleck back. Probably I don't think he's not. going back. Um, you'll get, you'll definitely get fucking Henry Cavill because fuck else is he doing? You know, um, you'll get Gal Gadot cause you'll pay her $20 million to do it. But like, uh, I don't know. I just think that that entire Snyder thing is doomed and it's, it's his fault for making movies that were, eh. it's also the studio's fault for just fucking not trusting in their own schedule. Um, so it was an interesting movie, but like, I'm already at a point, like, I don't think I could ever sit through it again. Cause it's also so long. Yeah. It's almost, it's uh, like you know? four hours. I mean, at least they kind of broke it up into parts so you could, you know, you could watch an hour. The chapters time. was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say um, I liked Ben Affleck's Batman better in this than in Superman v Batman because I I did not like him in the Superman v Bat- Batman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> something about the way he played that character just like felt like Tony Stark, but like a complete douchebag. Yeah, I you know? also like, uh, I I think it's weird that they've now introduced all of these characters as a Justice League, right? So at the end, and he's talking to I think it's Gal Gadot, right? Or he's talking to Wonder Woman. And he's he's got the big table in the room, and he's like, "This is where we're all going to meet." Or oh, whatever. right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so they've established that these are this is the Justice League, but yet the Flash barely knows how to use his powers. <laughs> By the I time know. he becomes part of the Justice League, shouldn't they have already had a movie where he's? That's what I'm saying. Like he should have already learned how to use all of his powers, figured exactly out, and then made this movie. That's what like, I'm saying. Um, even Cyborg barely knows how to use his powers. You know, he's got like right. all that he's just sort. It's like it's weird. He got that more. Of, he got more of a backstory than Flash did. So at least you got to see a little bit of him, like you know, trying to figure out like what his power. Like Flash, you don't you see him applying for a job, then you see him meet his dad in prison, and then like yeah, yeah like it's, <laughs> yeah, like there's so little with him that you you're right, like he's figuring out in the finale of the movie, like how to 
basically, you know, travel through time or whatever it is that he does. Um, it's like he's figuring out at that point because you're right. He's never done it before. So I'm trying to think. I think it's actually okay. So it's in the first movie. They didn't put it in this one. They changed it in the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. In the first one, uh, Bruce Wayne falls asleep at his desk and he wakes up to the flash coming in. That's in Superman v. Batman because I or Batman v. Superman because I watched what Batman v. Superman and that scene is in the extended cut of Batman v. Superman. I don't know if it's in the original cut, but it's in the director's cut because I watched it and he falls asleep and Flash comes through the wall. Yeah, and he's and like he warns him. Well, no, about, he was like he was like uh he, he says something, he's like, I'm too early. Which I I'm too was early thing because it shows that he doesn't know how to use his powers all the way. So we right. get that. And <laughs> But by that point into this movie, what the hell was he doing? Just sitting around eating Hot Pockets? Just chilling? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's so conf- – and they put that scene in there, and you like you know that that scene – so when I was watching Batman v Superman, I'm like, okay, well, that cl- clearly is going to play in Justice League. It barely plays in Justice League. No, it the barely- only thing they, they say is, <laughs> in, Justice, in the new one is um, um, Bruce Wayne just basically tells them that – Lois Lane is the key, like, and that's because Flash, Flash told him to, that. Yeah, Flash right. came to him in a dream. They don't actually show it; they they just say no. It. He um, she says like, uh, yeah, he says like Lois is the key or whatever, whatever it is. He says it to to bat to uh, Bruce Wayne, and then Bruce Wayne later realizes that she's the one that can bring Clark Kent back from his fucking rampage or whatever when he returns from the dead. Yeah, but, but it's it's. You know, but then that they, scene's not bad to be honest. The scene flash, where I think it's like year one that's at the end of that movie, right? That's yeah, like right. The, the apocalyptic, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Plus, like the Jesse Eisenberg stuff, it was just all of it felt so out of place. <laughs> like, it's just they, that's just not good. Like, he, <laughs> I don't know if it's him as that character. Or what. I didn't like him as, as Lex Luthor. At all, I didn't well, like. Technically, him. he's Lex Luthor's son, right? True, yeah, but yeah. let's. I mean, like he's Lex Luthor, right? I mean, yes, yeah. you're right. He's not actually Lex Luthor, but he is. He's playing Lex Luthor, like an updated Mark Zuckerberg version of Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> exactly. Hi. Uh, what's up? They can come say goodnight. Hi. Go say hi to me. Oh. Hi. Hi. Night. Night. <laughs> Good night, Tessa. Good night. Good night. They can't even hear me, can I? Tomorrow. They can't hear you now. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. Sorry. That's all right. So anyway, um, but yeah, he's basically playing like. Did you see uh, the Social Network, the Mark, where he played Mark Zuckerberg? No, I never watched that. So he's basically playing that same character, but like, just turned up a little bit more to be more like zany. You know, like that's it's it's such a similar performance. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't. And then when they threw him back in at the end in the cameo, I was just like, I don't. Ugh. I just didn't like any of it. So I don't think Warner's going to give Snyder anything, but uh, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe they will. And they'll be like, yeah, you can make this next movie. But I just, I, I mean, there's even t- like, they keep changing their mind. They're like, Oh no, we're not even going to do a universe anymore. We're just going to make standalone movies. 
And that's pretty like, much what they're going to, I think that's what they'll yeah. wind up doing is at this point is just standard. Cause like even suicide squad got rebooted already. Like the new one comes out in August and it's almost like they kept Kinnaman as what's his name as like the, the head, whatever they yeah. kept uh, Harley. So whatever, what's her name is Harley. They kept her, but like everyone else, I think was pretty much recast, you know? Yeah. Like and they brought in new characters because they brought in the the shark or whatever. Um, um so yeah, I, I mean know. it's definitely it's worth like, to watch. I mean, I would probably watch it again. I just it wouldn't be one sit through. Yeah, I didn't even watch it through one sitting the first time. I watched it in two sittings. I think I watched oh, yeah. like three hours and then I watched the last hour. Yeah, I mean I watched it in one like not straight through. I mean, I paused it, you know, yeah, went, grabbed a beer, you know shit like that but um came right back and watched it i didn't just walk away and come back to it but um well i, just lost, I was reading something i lost my train of thought but yeah i mean it's definitely worth a watch uh i would definitely check it out compare if, you, if you've seen the first one definitely watch this one yeah and i think if you like want if you saw like up through batman v superman you might as well watch this just to get cl- some closure on some of that stuff that happened there, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's not bad. It's just like when you I rewatched Endgame and um, and Infinity War. I watched I watched both of those, and like Infinity War, man, just like blows that movie. It blows Justice League out of the water. Like it's so freaking. Those movie, those last two movies are really good, yeah. and you watch them and you're like, oh my god, like it's no wonder DC felt threatened. <laughs> Yeah. Because did you watch uh, Titans? No, it's on my list though. I, oh yeah, I know you were watching it. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I finished it, and I think the next season is coming out. Soon. It is soon. So, yeah. um, definitely check that out. I think they did a great job with. It. They did. I don't understand why DC isn't making stuff like this all the time. Yeah. This is put together so well. <clears throat> and it's very modern it's very adult um they swear they all, all kinds of stuff you get you get, well, you get boobs it's everything. it's also produced by hbo right so it yeah, is an hbo on, yeah. series right so like actually it started on the dc streaming service, <clears throat> and then hbo oh, right. hbo got it i think after the first season so they may have produced the second season and the third season's coming out yeah, well, HBO knows how to make series. Yeah, so they're good at it. Hopefully, the going forward, it's this good because it's actually a really good series. It is, I think, because I, I think we talked about it in the last show. Actually, I think I, I well, I think I said I was watching it at that point, but yeah, it's an hour, you know, fifty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, it's one of those where it, it takes a little while to get through. It's definitely worth it, though. They did a great job with that. Another <clears throat> HBO series it's worth if is a uh, Warrior. Have you seen Warrior? No. So it's about it's it was awesome and I I blew through both seasons in like 2 weeks. I just blew it's just nuts. So it takes it's set in like 1800 San Francisco and basically what they did is they took these Bruce Lee back in the 70s had written like a um, a treatment for a television series that was based on like a Kung Fu master or whatever traveling through the wild West in like the 1800s and the show never got picked up. Um, 
but they took these writings and they decided to turn it into a series and each and Cinemax actually did it. And then Cinemax went out their max originals or whatever going away. So HBO took it. And um, it's basically like this guy comes to San Francisco for off the boat and he joins a triad gang in, uh, in like Chinatown in San Francisco. Yeah. Can you still I'm hear actually- me? Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. Right, yes. Watching. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it's like basically like the different tongs, of uh, like fighting in in San Francisco, but then there's also like the Irish that are also at odds with it with the Chinese, and um, the freaking martial arts in this thing are unbelievable, <laughs> like unbelievable. It was like every single episode has these just incredible fight scenes. Um, hatchet fights, gun fights, like traditional sort of kung fu hand to hand. There's a scene near the end of season two with like nunchucks. It's just amazing. Um, each episode, again, like with Titans, it's like 50 minutes to an hour per episode, and uh, it's just the the show's just incredible. So they had canceled it because Matt, Cinemax was producing it and HBO took it, but they weren't going to produce any more. But once it got onto HBO Max, it gained such a following that now they're going to third day announce season three because so many people started watching it. And it's like, you just, you should check it out. Yeah, no, I, I, I went and out. looked at it and this guy, um, he looked really familiar, but mm-hmm. I haven't really seen anything he was in other than the Fast and the Furious. He played a cop in the Fast and the Furious. Oh, it's funny. There are some people in it that are definitely like recognizable. Um, but the freaking martial uh, arts in this thing, man. I clicked on the wrong guy. I do this guy. Okay, so the, the other guy I clicked on was also in the Fast and Furious, but the guy that I was actually trying to click on, <laughs> he's in Fast 9 and in Tokyo Drift. Okay. Um, he's the he's the friend um, in Tokyo Drift, so that's where I know him from. Yeah, I mean, he's a bunch of these guys have been in a lot of, like, Chinese movies and series, I think, but they, they can fucking... And like this, this, the fight scenes, like when you get to the end of season two, there's like the last two episodes are just amazing. Just amazing. It's like, you've got a, I highly, highly recommend this series. Yeah, if you're main, like, if you're into like Kung Fu martial arts stuff, love Kung Fu. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Olivia Chang. Um, she's the, one of the main characters. I mean, she, yep, she is. Yep. She's in warrior Marco Polo, the new stand series. Yep. They are, yeah, they're all. Uh, she's in a lot of like big stuff. She, she, oh, she was an Arrow, so I must have seen her. She was yeah, in a lot she, of it. Yeah, oh, she an Arrow. Linda Park. <laughs> looks like she was in a couple episodes, hmm. and she was in the pilot, the Flash pilot. It looks like. Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm gonna actually go check back. This, check it out for list. sure. Yeah, it's worth checking out. <clears throat> um. And then for, I guess we'll just keep going with HBO. So uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, one thing I did do before watching it is I went back and I watched all the Godzilla because I hadn't actually seen them. I had only seen the Kong movies. So I saw Skull Island. I saw Peter Jackson's Kong, but I never watched the Godzilla reboot and I never watched King of the Monsters. Um, so first I went back and rewatched those. I also rewatched Skull Island. Um. The Godzilla reboot was wasn't bad, you know. Um, the one thing I didn't like about that movie was the main dude, not Brian Cranston because they they kill him off, but 
the uh his son or whatever that Which dude he was you, kicked, what you, oh you're talking about um the original godzilla reboot the origi- yeah yeah that movie man it's got like so many good moments in it but then it's got so many moments that are just like oof i don't know if i would ever watch it again but it's not a bad movie i just don't think i like the main guy all that much i just thought he was kind of like eh. but the yeah. scenes with the with the mutos or whatever destroying all the cities on the west coast and all that the those scenes are all really well done. Yeah, uh, you got the Halo jump, which is pretty. <laughs> the cool. Halo jump was cool. Yeah, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff in that movie. Did not like the lead guy. <laughs> Didn't like him. King of the Monsters. Um, I actually thought it was, people really shit on that movie. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I really liked uh, uh, what's Rodan? Rodan? Who's the fucking three-headed one? Um, King Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Like, I thought Ghidorah looked awesome in that movie. I thought they all looked good. I thought they really did a good job with all the monsters. For sure. So, like, I enjoyed King of the Monsters. It was stupid. Like, real dumb. Yeah, I I mean, but we did did the original, or I guess if you want to call it the original on this show, like, when we first got it. That's right. We did do it. Yeah. The 90s was the 90s one or something? Yeah. Um, All Monsters Attack or whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah. We we did that early on. So remember that that one's good you know for what it is like as you know just you take that for what it is but i thought they did a really good job with the monsters in this one i actually really enjoyed it i don't know i I guess if you were a godzilla or a um a kaiju fan you probably see it different than we do i think that's Uh, yeah i think that's what happened because i mean you know there's literally groups of people like they're just kaiju (laughs) fans and yeah, you know, they, no. they they may know a backstory to a monster that we have no idea and we're just like no right. that's great and they're like oh, it's no, like oh it looks no. cool yeah it's just i I, re- I really enjoyed that one yeah so then godzilla versus kong is obviously you know god exactly it's it's i guess i've never actually saw the first godzilla versus kong the one from the the 60s or the 70s although i hear it's really it's fun it's um, terrible yeah but like i heard it's like fun but like not Godzilla good jumps fun. in the air and does like jump kicks and like, that's the one where he kick yeah right. yeah he like jumps in the air and like kicks through the air with both feet at the same he like flies yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so the up i i again i haven't I, seen that one in a while i didn't think the godzilla vs kong movie was all that bad you know um so things i liked about it uh i liked the scene on the ships even though none of it is makes any sense um when godzilla and kong are fighting in the middle of the ocean none of that makes sense but uh it was still a fun fight i liked like the end fight in the city i thought that was kind of cool um although i wasn't a big fan of the mecha godzilla thing i yeah what (laughs) you know like (laughs) i didn't mind mecha gods i i I like mecha godzilla as like a a foe i think it's a cool idea i've always liked the idea but First of all, so like I'm going to spoil this a little bit, but the guy that's running Mechagodzilla is like the son of the guy who sacrificed himself in King of the Monsters to save Godzilla's life. And yeah. now his son is using Mechagodzilla to destroy the planet. I'm not really sure, but they never explain why the son's doing this. Um, and so like the thing that I, it's like... <laughs> Mega Godzilla in my mind should just be like a sentient thing. Like and they they kind of do make it that way cuz they connect uh what the fuck's his name? Oh my god. Fucking Ghidorah's head to like Mega Godzilla's body through like brain waves. Brain yeah. 
So, so like it's actually Ghidorah <laughs> controlling yeah. Mechagodzilla, but it's this other guy controlling Mechagodzilla, and then Ghidorah can take over. I, takes I, over. I, <laughs> I did. So I think like I got to the part where um where like uh King Kong goes back to Middle Earth, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so he's going back. You know, we, I don't think we've really seen it. We've heard about no, it. No, I thought it was kind of cool that they did I that. Was like, brought him down I was there. like, that's cool. And then like all these spaceships and stuff started flying around. And that's when I texted yeah. you and I was like, You yeah. watch this yet? And you're like, no. Nah. And I'm like, I need someone to explain to me what the fuck I'm watching. <laughs> that was so, when I texted you. It's like, and then it got to the Mecha Godzilla part, and I'm like, I am completely lost at this point. Yeah. Uh, I didn't understand any part of that. I was just like, they have a shitty robot connected to a dead monster's head while this mm-hmm. guy's got virtual like he went into a trailer. is that what it was like what the hell is happening you take it's, all you take all that away i you agree you have what you have a great movie if you take i agree i would also so i would take a i 100 agree i would take out that entire storyline of the millie bobby brown and the conspiracy theorist like taking that underground train thing over to the wherever they went was it asia or something where they're controlling mechagodzilla and then they somehow help defeat mechagodzilla by spilling alcohol on a control station that helps control mechagodzilla i would cut all that shit and i would just make it like you need some human characters so fine you want to have like the got the the kong characters they're all right fine like they're there to move the plot along because they have to bring kong places it's like put him to sleep put him on boat put him to sleep put him in cave yeah you know like somebody needs to do that but it's like there's so there's two different movies happening there's the godzilla movie and the kong movie and then they have to try to make you think godzilla's the villain when we already know godzilla's not the villain because we've watched the last two movies and we know he's not so yeah, and we know King Kong's not the best. And we know King to... Kong's not, but like they need to figure out how to make him fight. So, so they like right in the beginning, it's so I, I guess I've probably seen so many of these movies. Like right in the beginning of the movie. So we have we're spoiling a lot of this if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where King Kong is coming um to like the village or wherever the people are or whatever. And the sound dims out, so you just get they they edit it so it's almost like just like a vibration right and i immediately looked at the wife and said that little girl's deaf she cut she can commit yeah. king kong like i knew that right off the bat i was like i, I know. You, don't even, you don't even need to explain this to me i get where you're going with this right. and then they drag it out for like 30 minutes of the movie i'm just right. like we get it she can communicate with him like we yeah it. that's pretty obvious right from the get-go yeah um there's just like little things like that that bothered me, but I mean, mm-hmm. King Kong looks great. Godzilla looked good. Like the movie looked freaking good. Yeah. And when there were fights happening, like they were well done. Like they were the 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 final scene there in like Hong Kong or whatever, whatever wherever they are, Tokyo, Hong Kong, looked awesome. Like all the the way they lit up the city, like it's all like this, um, like neon and shit at night. Thought that all looked really great. Um. You know, there is you get you get King Kong with a weapon, like yeah, I know. How <laughs> funny was that? He gets like his fucking battle axe, whatever, yeah, whatever the hell it was. The I mean, because we all know that he can't actually beat Godzilla, because yeah, Godzilla has fucking nuclear fire breath, and he could just 
he could literally just kill him if he wants to. So we know that's not really. So he needs the axe to try to, you know, even even the the playing field. But um, it was it. I enjoyed it, but I really wish they had cut out like a bunch of stuff that just yeah, streamline it. Yeah. You know, too many side plots. You don't need you don't need Millie Bobby Brown and that whole thing, and you just don't. They don't do anything. Oh, dude, All they whole... did was spill shit on a thing. It's so dumb. So, so here, here's the thing. So that whole podcast thing could have been taken out, right? That's there what I'm saying. All that could go. Right? And then you're telling me that two teenagers and some conspiracy theory guy breaks into the most secure exactly. building in the world, spills a little bit of water on the, on the, on the, uh, the exactly. thing, and then boom, it's done. That's what I'm saying. I can suspend disbelief in a movie called Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, when, once they spilled the, the drink on the thing and that's how they defeat Godzilla, I was like, this is, that's stupid. Like you're telling me that like, well, they don't, Godzilla doesn't need help from two kids in a podcaster to defeat no. Mechagodzilla. <laughs> no. It's fucking insane. It makes no sense. I hated all that. Yeah. It was so that. stupid. You know, not a, it, it wasn't a bad movie, but there's definitely a lot of stupidity. You have to turn your brain off and just kind of look past a lot of that shit and just watch it for the fights because the fights were well done. Um, and it looked the movie looks incredible. No, it does. Um, I, yeah, no, I would definitely watch it again, but yeah, I also watched The Conjuring, but I think we're going to save that for a future episode, maybe. Um, hopefully, uh, pretty soon we'll be doing that one. Yeah, so. I mean, we spent a lot of time just talking about those two movies. Plus, it would give so. everybody a little bit of time to watch it. Uh, true, yeah, true. On, I watched it on HBO, right? Oh, yeah, me no, too. Paramount, HBO? HBO. It's, it's HBO. at the drive-in this weekend, actually. But. Yeah, I watched it on there. So <laughs> it'll give everybody a little bit of time because I think it's in theaters, too. Oh, I think totally it's, I think it's uh, 30 days on HBO. Yep, and then it you is. take it off HBO, theaters, and then back to HBO again. It's in theaters now for sure. Cause um yeah, so to definitely it, get people uh, a little bit time to watch it. It it was like no I think it was number one for a weekend and then it got beat by Quiet Place Part Two. Um anyway, so that's all. Uh, this if you have anything else you want to talk about, anything you've been watching. Yeah, no, well uh, just real quick, um, since we're in superhero stuff this episode, I did watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Oh, that's right. I forgot you watched that. Yeah. What'd you think? I <laughs> I laughed. I don't know if it's a comedy movie, but I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. How the hell? First of all, this movie is bad. This is a bad movie, right? Yep. How long is her whip? Did that thing get longer throughout the movie? At like one point, she's throwing it at an airplane from like literally the ground and swinging herself <laughs> into the sky. How long is this whip? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I get it's magical. I get it tells the truth, but right. it's like at one point she's throwing it. The thing's completely stretched out in her hand and she got a guy 40 feet away. And then the next time she's throwing it up on a pole, which is like way up. Then she's throwing it at airplanes. Like what the hell is happening <laughs> in this movie? Um, yeah, it just wasn't, I don't know. I didn't like it. It wasn't good. I was, uh, I hated the villain. See, I liked the villain. Um, she, I think that's where we split. That is I liked the villain. No, I didn't like cheat. Not not cheetah. I liked oh. uh, I liked the guy. Um, yeah. I did not like cheetah at all. <laughs> cheetah yeah, was awful. Cheetah is t- like I don't even know what what they did to that yeah. character. 
Like, I no, didn't even I, know what was happening with her. I did not like that character at all. It was so, I don't even, she, honestly, she didn't even need to be there. Um, like, she served so little purpose. I just didn't understand why she was. She uh, literally got I, powers through a wish. Yes, through a wish. Like, yeah. I, I could be wrong. Um, somebody will probably email us, but I'm pretty sure she gets it through a totem. And that's how, like, she can touch the totem and then get, you know, the, the power yeah. of whatever animal. So she, yeah, so she, so first she makes a wish to be like Gal Gadot's character, right? She wishes to be like Diana Prince yeah. because Diana is like, everyone loves her. So she wants to be like her because she's supposed to be like nerdy. So that's, she makes the wish not knowing that it would actually work. She's just doing it. And then it works and she becomes like her. Then what happens? So she helps the dude. I, I don't know why I can't think of his name now. She helps him escape Remember when he's in the White House or whatever? She oh, helps yeah. he yeah. helps him get out. So then he's like, I'll give you another wish. And so she wishes to be like a, a cat. <laughs> she yeah. like, She's like, at that like, point, yeah. she wishes, she actually wishes to be like a cat. Like that's like her wish, I think, is like, I want to be a cat. So like he's like, wish granted or whatever, and she starts turning into a cat. <laughs> I think that's what this happened. This is so weird, man. Because he becomes like a genie, basically, that can grant wishes, and when he grants wishes, he takes their power. Um, I liked his performance because I felt like he knew, that actor knew, the dude plays the Mandalorian, it's the same guy. He yeah. seemed to know that he was in a ridiculous movie with a ridiculous plot, and he just like for me played it exactly like that like kind of over the top but like i just super weird he played that character super weird and it is super weird because the guy becomes a genie you know he like literally wishes to be a magic rock and he becomes a magic rock um i, I actually never explain the wish part so if you wish for something you just get it right yes so she wishes for um, Steve or whatever his name is to come back. Mm -hmm. All uh, right. The, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, right. not, Steve, not Steve Rogers, the other guy. Yeah, I know. Um, but for some reason, he t comes back as somebody else in their body. None of that made any sense to me. If I they never explain for money, does it take money from you and give it to me? No. So so here's what happened. So that that part didn't make any sense. Right? They never explain that. Yeah. The way it works is if you wish for something, you lose the thing that is most important to you. Um, so for Diana, the thing that was most important to her was her power, I guess. So she loses it. For So basically what happens is when the, the guy becomes the rock, because that's what he does, he wishes basically to be a rock. <laughs> he becomes a genie and that allows him to grant a wish and in return, take something from somebody else. So he now has the power of the stone, which is I will grant you a wish, but every time I do that, I'm going to take something from you that is important to you. So he's granting all these wishes and he's taking in all this shit from them. So all these different things about them that they find important. That's how he becomes president or whatever. But um, the, the, the whole thing is when you stop to think about it, none of it makes any sense, right? The thing with the guy, Steve, makes zero sense because he doesn't actually... <laughs> the guy 
it's still it's still the other guy's body, right? We just don't see it that way. Yeah, so it's like his she soul. Sees him, yeah, she sees him as her boyfriend. But I don't think but she, everybody I think, else sees him as the other person. But I think she's also seeing him as the other person. But they don't want they don't they want the audience to understand who it is, and they don't want to recast that character because I think people liked him. I think that we're the only ones that see him as the actual guy. I think she sees okay. him as the guy. I can see that. I, I really think that's how it was, but I think that they were like, the audience is going to get confused. So we're going to just yeah, cast. We definitely were confused. <laughs> they, they accomplished that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But here's the thing, right? So she, <laughs> she lives with this dude who's been taken over, who's been possessed basically. And then she just fucking leaves him there. And all of a sudden he's just going to come to and be like, what the fuck's going on? Like he's going to have lost like a week of his life or something. I have no idea what happened. And no one's ever going to explain to him what happened. Like clearly someone had been in his home wearing his clothes, you know, like someone and like what you do think you had like a fucking brain tumor. You'd go to the doctor be like, I have a week of time. I lost I don't yeah. know what happened. You'd at least think... been, there's just food all over my house. I don't know where it came from. Like, exactly. Like you'd think that I, my I don't know. Like perfume. She'd at like, least be like, listen, I know you don't know what's going on, but and like explain it and walk away something. Even if like she sounded crazy, at least he could be like, huh? No, she just fucking leaves this poor guy there. She just left. Yeah. So uh, no, I will I, never watch that movie again, but I, 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 I did kind of enjoy the absurdity of it. Like, it just got so fucking insane with that genie thing. <laughs> so nuts. Yeah, that, like the part when he's just in the office and people are just coming in and he's literally being worn down. And then he's right. like, <laughs> "I," for whatever reason, he's like, oh, there's got to be a... Um, there's got to be another way to do this. And then he's like, I need TV screens. And then, yeah, like, now how does this work? How... Man. I have no so idea. He's in front of a camera. People just wish to their TV now. Yeah, apparently. I yeah, I was yeah. That movie sucks. You can <laughs> once you start to think about it, it breaks down. So I don't, I don't know. know. I won't watch that again. <laughs> I would never watch again. And I've seen the original Wonder Woman like two or three times because I did like that movie. So yeah, it was definitely a step down. Yeah, definitely a step down. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Uh, I got one news item here. Um, figure we should talk about. Uh, Rob Zombie confirming he's working on the monsters. Um, so he confirmed it via Instagram. He posted like an I think it's an unofficial poster, although maybe it is. It says like a Rob Zombie film, the monsters. It says. Attention boils and ghouls. The rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years. The Munster. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. So uh, two months ago, this was reported that production was going to kick off in Budapest in May. Sherry Moon has reportedly been cast as Lily Munster, while Jeff Daniel Phillips from Three from Hell and Lloyd's Salem will play Herman. Daniel Roebuck and Richard Brake have also been cast in undisclosed roles, along with Jorge Garcia and Cassandra Peterson, who plays Elvira. Uh, we all know about the original Monsters. That's it. So Rob Zombie is is making a Monsters movie. What do you think? 
I think it's going to wind up like everything else you touch. <laughs> right? Like, here's Wait, the thing. Did you did you say I um, that his wife is playing playing the wife? He's she, she's going to play the wife, the right. old, not not the young one, but the older, the Herman's wife. I wouldn't be surprised if she played both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So, so here's the thing. It's such so, a weird. So the mom in this version of the monsters is going to be. An out of control whiny little bitch. Yeah, and I'm guessing we're gonna like focus the camera on her ass a lot, and uh, maybe Herman's gonna be like a raging alcoholic who drops f bombs every two seconds and yells at Eddie about being like a piece of shit. Um, Has there ever know. been a version? Because um, I, I mean, I remember the, the TV show, watch it all the time. Has there ever mm-hmm. been a version of the monsters? that has been more adultified i guess is that a word (laughs) adultified no as far as i know it has never this this will be the first one as far as i know yeah i mean there have been so there was like the original series which is like i watched a bunch of those back in october and it total like family sitcom level stuff yeah um and then they made like some tv movies i guess you know what they did do was um, it was like called 1313 Mockingbird, Mockingbird Lane. Lane. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. They did like, they were going to do it as a series. It was like six episodes or something, wasn't it? <laughs> they only ended up doing one. Yeah. And it starred Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> um, and basically what they did is they updated it where like Jerry O'Connell was Herman, but he was like, I think it was like a serial killer. And uh, it like they were, it was supposed to be like a modern update of the monsters where it was more more adult yeah um but it I do totally that one, but did I, not I, work it, it i saw it i watched it and it's it's really bad <laughs> i just i feel like this is gonna be like some weird uh murderous like I, it's just i don't think it's gonna be the monsters he's just using the name the thing is it's like that property the monsters seems like I, I, I don't know if it's Universal who owns it, but whoever owns it, you'd think would be really protective of it because of what it has been historically is like this sort of family, you know, comedy sitcom thing. It's in syndication. You can watch it. Yeah, you'd it think that be, they, uh, they would look. Maybe. You know, they're going to lose yeah. the rights unless they do something and they got nobody that wants to do it. So they're, so like, they're like, yeah, Rob will do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call them Question is, guy. Does this thing actually go? This isn't go to direct streaming. Oh, Does probably it, yeah. I mean, like, I uh, he's just an odd choice. I don't. He's such an odd choice. He's never made anything like this in his life. You can't go back through anything he's ever made, look at it, and tonally think like, oh yeah, that's that could see the monsters. Um, yeah, that's the thing is, Rob Zombie has some good stuff. Um, he does. Yeah. If you go back and you look at all of his work, none of it would line up to what he's about to do. No, no, it wouldn't. So it's uh, it's interesting. I there's no doubt I'm going to watch it. I will I'm, watch I, it. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but watch it. I don't. I don't. We haven't seen a good thing from him in just so long that it just seems like a given that it's not going to be good. And there are people who it's funny because like here's the thing is I've seen people on like Instagram, whatever, who are excited about this because they're fans of Rob Zombie's movies. 
if I was like a super mega fan of Rob Zombie's movies and I saw he were making the monsters, I'd be like, what the fuck? Because if you're a fan of like Devil's Rejects, Halloween, Three from Hell, um, you know, that's a style of movie that you clearly like. The monsters would not fit into that style. <laughs> so yeah. if I were like a hardcore fan of Rob Zombie, I'd pr- I think I would be like, oh, that's kind of a weird choice for him. But they're defending it. They're like, oh no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. It's like Do you think that he's oh. gonna make the car look like in his Dragula movie? I, mean, I was, um, I was thinking video. the same thing. <laughs> there were people online being like he couldn't even get the real Dragula car for his his music video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. but I, so that is official. That is happening. It, it, it's it's just gonna be like uh the monsters are just white trash family, like well that's like that is obviously like the running joke is just that it's gonna be like Oh, somebody, I'm reading through the comments now on Instagram, and it says, <laughs> first one, my opinion on this is fuck you, Rob. Please don't ruin the monsters, and since fuck you is your answer to all your fans, please accept this fuck you in return. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I always love reading about the comments. Do you th- but- I mean, all right, so he has, like, a dedicated fan base, right? He really does. He really does. He's got that fan base, mm-hmm. but... Is is what is it that is pushing him over the top to let these studios give him money to do this? It's been a long time since anyone gave him money to do anything, and that's it, why this one is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. I never would have thought they would actually give him this property because he hasn't proven to be able to make a hit since Halloween. Really, he hasn't had like a hit since then, and they've yeah, only gotten worse. A hit. Every single it did. I mean, it made a hundred million dollars. Oh, I know it did, but yeah, it was terrible. But um, it is. Yeah, it's not good. We reviewed that way back. Yeah. But they've gotten progressively worse. Like he did Halloween two, Lords of Salem, which I guess we, I think we we agreed yeah. wasn't that bad. I liked that one. He did a uh, thirty one, which was terrible, and he did three from hell, which was terrible. <laughs> so it's like, I just don't know if he has it in him. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, maybe it's going to be like just because it's a completely different thing. He's just going to kill it. It's just going to be incredible because, you know, he has no choice but to make it. Or maybe like the the studio will just have so much control that they're not, you know, they're not going to let him. Uh... Yeah, it could be that too. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'll be weird though if it comes out and it's like a hard R rated monster. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know? you know it's going to be. It's 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 going to be close. And, and I don't know if it'll be a hard R. I don't know if they'll let him do that. Right. I think that he'll push push it as far as he can. Somebody said, please don't get all dick hard about exploring the horror possibilities. And definitely don't forget the family aspect of that much love franchise. Someone's oh. like, you ruined Halloween franchise. Why ruin the monsters? Because there's so many like little aspects to that show that he's going to have to squeeze into, you know, let's mm-hmm. say a two hour at the most, a two, a two. That's hour. true. Like, is he going to take like an episode and turn it into a feature length? Is he going to, it's obviously going to be some kind of origin or it's going to be something like that. I don't know. I mean, I watched a bunch of episodes last fall and there is a lot you could do with this series. Like it had, sure. you know, had yeah, a ton watched, of uh, Pluto has a monster <laughs> channel that I watch quite often. Exactly. Yep. yep. 
So anyway, that's all I had was that. I thought that was kind of an interesting little announcement. Um, something that had been rumored but not confirmed. So now it's confirmed. All right. Well, let's talk about the old classic Toxic Avenger. Oh, yeah. It's, Getting a remake. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon has joined the cast of the reboot for Troma Entertainment's The Toxic Avenger in what is said to be a slick villain role. Jacob Tremblay, Tyler Page, also involved. The project will shoot later this month in Bulgaria. Um, Macon Blair uh, penned the script, direct the story of a struggling everyman, uh, Peter Dinklage, who is pushed into a vat of toxic waste, transformed into a mutant freak. So we got Peter Dinklage is going to be the toxic Avenger. Now, is he going to be the guy who gets pushed into the vat? And that's the last time we see him in his movie. And then somebody else yes. takes over or we're just going to have a little tiny, I mean, um, a, a little tiny toxic Avenger. I have to assume that you're going to, it's going to be like Melvin in the original where you see him in the beginning and you see him getting picked on or whatever it is. And then someone pushes him into the toxic ways. And once he changes into the Toxic Avenger, you never see Peter Dinklage again. That also would fit with the fact that I can't see Peter Dinklage taking up a full feature role because I don't think they could afford him for yeah, a full point, feature yeah. role. Um, not that he wouldn't be open to do it. That guy seems like he's willing to do all kinds of stuff. But uh, <clears throat> I think that that's what it's going to be. I am curious. I don't know who's cast as the actual Toxic Avenger. I only see, I'm on the IMD page now and I only have, yeah, four cast members, the ones you just listed. Um, yeah, and Macon Blair, the guy that directed it, worked on, a, like, he was in um, uh, a bunch of movies. Like, he was in Green Room. I think he was in, I thought he was in Puppet Master Littlest Reich, but I must be thinking of something else. But he's been in, like, a bunch of stuff. And then I think he directed. Yeah, no, this will be his first directing credit. But um should be should be interesting. I mean I am a fan of the first movie. I think it uh it's probably still one of the best things trauma ever made. <laughs> and oh, uh, definitely, yeah. It does hold up if you like that kind of stuff. It's not the toxic it's not for Avenger everybody. spawned so much through our childhood. I mean, you had the trauma movie, then you had the cartoons, and then you had the video games. And uh, it's so weird that that thing had a cartoon, right? Like everybody I knew had a Toxic Avenger poster hanging in the room (laughs) at some point, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I love, I love the movie. I loved those movies when I was a kid. And I don't know how such a gory, disgusting movie turned out to be a kid show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that first movie, I mean, like you all when before we got started recording, you mentioned like the kid who gets his head run over right in the beginning. The car. And like Lloyd Kaufman tells the story about that, how like they you know, they had to do this thing and like get the head run over and they're like, I'll oh, just put like a cantaloupe under there. And they ran it over and it was so fucking disgusting that like the censors were like, You can't show that. Like, it's so <laughs> disgusting. You and it was cut out. You could only see it on the uncut version of the VHS. Um, because it was, it was so over the top violent and gory, and like it just had, you know, lots of nudity and all these things, like and political incorrectness. Like that first movie, you have you have the blind woman 
who falls in love with the Toxic Avenger because she can't see his face. But like when we meet her, she's in like a fast food restaurant and she's in there with her seeing eye dog. And like these guys come in to rob the restaurant and they fucking blow the dog away with a shotgun. And like this dog like flies across the fast. You know what I mean? Like all this imagery that like it's, it's, they just, it's trauma's trademark, like be as offensive as possible, you know? But um, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what this looks like and like what how far are they willing to go? You know, Lloyd Kaufman's producing it, so yeah, I don't know. I but mean, like, yeah, how far will they go? You know, it's trauma doing it, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much of a role either will play? But you know, right? Sometimes we get tricked with these big names, and um, exactly, yeah, exactly, they're only in it for a few seconds, or they just have a cameo. But you got Kevin Bacon and Peter Dinklage attached to this. Like how Kevin Bacon, man, that's going to be incredible. how far can they go with those two? <laughs> and then if Kevin Bacon's the villain; he's got to have a sizable part, right? Yeah, because if you think about it, if they go, if they trauma this thing up. Kevin Bacon might be done. <laughs> they might be like, oh. "Hey, uh, you know what you because the climate we're in now is not trauma friendly." So here's the thing with Kevin. Well, I know as it, that's why James Gunn got fucking fired off of Guardians at one point yeah. because yeah. of that. Um, the thing with Kevin Bacon is, I think, like, is he like hard up for for work or something? Because like he also came out recently and was like, "I would like to do another Tremors." You know, and I'm like, he wants to do another Tremors. Like, he he lost a lot of money to that to the Ponzi scheme and the the what's his that dude Madoff. Yeah, Kevin Bacon lost like his entire fortune, but he got it back. I think eventually through insurance and stuff. But like, is he just at a point in his career where he's like, I need to work. I just need money. Because like I'm looking at his IMDb and it's like, maybe he's not like he's doing a lot of TV. But like he hasn't done like a major kind of movie in a long time where you'd be like, oh yeah, Kevin Kevin Bacon was in that. Um, so I'm wondering if like he's just like fuck it, I need this is where I'm going to be embraced, you know? Like if I do the Toxic Avenger, people are going to notice me because I'm doing the Toxic Avenger. If I do Tremors, you know, like I have a dedicated fan base there, people are going to pay attention to me. Like that, I might as well just kind of dive into the fan base there stop trying to make shit where nobody's paying attention. That's the only thing I could think because it is an odd choice for him. Like Peter Dinklage, I could see because he comes out across as a guy who doesn't give a shit. But Kevin Bacon at one point was clearly like trying to be serious Hollywood actor. And uh, this is not serious Hollywood actor. You know? Here's the so. weird thing is unless he did, so it, he's married to uh, Kyra Sedgwick. Yes. And it is saying that she is worth $45 million and Kevin Bacon is worth $45 million. So I'm wondering if, if it's a combined net worth of $45 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. if like he lost a bunch of money and she just kind of made it up. They both like, they both did. They were both invested with Madoff. They've lost, they were married at the time. And they lost like their entire fortune in that Ponzi scheme. But then I, I'm pretty sure they got it back, but it took a while to get it back through through insurance. So like I think a lot of his victims got paid, but it like it was not a process that happened right away. But I think they both lost a lot of money in that scheme. <laughs> I don't know why this just came up. Oh yeah, here's the uh, Kevin Bacon's net worth plummeted after the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. Yeah, but, same. 
the infamous American outlaw of the Wild West married his first cousin, Zeldra Mims, after a nine-year courtship. The actor and his wife, Kira Sedgwick, are ninth cousins once removed as they learned on a PBS show, Finding Your Roots. That's weird. Yeah, I don't even know why. Can that you have weird. a ninth? Can you have a ninth cousin? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't want to be weird because some people have like really big families and they're close. But I mean, what? Pretty much after like four, you're not even blood anymore, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Aren't we yeah. all related at some point? Doesn't it yeah. all like? <laughs> yeah, that's like a very strange thing to like put out there. Ninth, yeah, ninth cousin, you're definitely not even blood anymore. Yeah, it's just like you married someone who married someone who married someone who married. It's like one of those. Like it's just it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and she's nine. <laughs> she's nine. <laughs> all right. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. That's All right. Good. All right. Well, let's take a quick break before we get into uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Once upon a time, or was it more recently, there was a young boy named Dodger. <laughs> He was the sort of child who was always left out of things. Each day after school, Dodger works in a junk shop owned by the mysterious Captain Mancini. Which is broth and vampire's brew. Make these clothes as good as new. Dodger has never had a family or a friend he could call his own. Until now. What's that? <laughs> he came out to help us. Meet the Garbage Pail Kid. Starring Nat Nerd. Windy Winston. Messy Tessie. Give him a chance, Tangerine. You'll like him. Ali Gator. Valerie Vomit. Lisa Gregg. Ah, I'm gonna get fired for this. Foul Phil. Nice and a topus. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. They may not be pretty, but boy, they make great friends. Starring Anthony Newley and Mackenzie Aston. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> right. I'm um, going to bring up a, a synopsis here. <clears throat> so there were a couple synopses on IMDb. I'm going to read both of them because neither one really explains what the movie is, but that's fitting for what the movie is. First, <laughs> first, summary, first summary says, Dodger must confront the struggles of life as he is visited by the garbage pail kids and intimidated by some older bullies. That's synopsis one. Synopsis two. Seven disgusting kids, but nevertheless of interesting personality, are being made of the green mud coming out of garbage cans. Once alive, their master gives them rules to obey, although they think that life is funnier without following stupid regulations, like no television or no candy. 
naturally this will cause some conflict. That was that was summary number two. <laughs> Uh, All right. So in the 1980s, you know, we both grew up in the yeah. 80s. Did you have Garbage Pail Kids card? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. And uh, so they were like, I guess, like a response to the Cabbage Patch Kids dolls of the 80s. So like there was that big craze of like the Cabbage Patch Kids and they had these dolls and like every kid wanted them and you couldn't get them. So like the response to that was particularly for like boys, like, you know, like, young kids like us who could give a shit about cabbage patch dolls they gave us the garbage pail kids which were like these set of trading cards that were different characters um and like i remember the one that i had was was adam bomb when it was adam <clears throat> and it was a uh, a kid whose like head was exploding or something but they had like lots of things like farting and and, and just like disgusting kind of things that you know but anyway, what happened was parents got really upset about the Garbage Pail Kids and uh, they started basically banning the cards, like kind of like I think what they did with the comic books, like the, the uh, EC comics back in the 50s. And the Garbage Pail Kids kind of went through a similar thing. But that only, I think, made them more popular because now it was like something that parents didn't want you to have, although my parents never cared that I had them. Um, so then obviously that led to a movie. So what you end up with is maybe the first movie ever, maybe the only movie to be, you know, produced or created by Topps Trading Card Company in the opening credits and like big, um, you know, Topps Trading Card, whatever. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed when this came on. Like, I totally forgot that this was a Topps thing. It, yeah. So like, it's super weird, right? Cause Do they still sell bubble gum in their... I, I don't know man i haven't had i wonder if they're still rock hard remember how like you should like snap them in half oh yeah cut your it wasn't good open. gum at all no it was super cheap but everybody wanted those cards so you probably ate the gum anyway just because you know oh i definitely ate the gum <laughs> so i'm gonna go through that i have like a full synopsis here that we can kind of talk through the movie this is also on imdb somebody actually wrote up a uh, four paragraph overview of the movie but I think it'll allow us to kind of go through it and then we can just talk about certain scenes as they come up but um you know the first thing we see is that uh there's a garbage can and it's it's a spaceship so I guess like the first thing we know is that the garbage pail kids are aliens and then so I have a question I, I got a question about that. <laughs> okay. right so the very first scene is a garbage can just flying through space with thrusters on the bottom <laughs> First question, where'd they come from to? Where'd the thrusters go? <laughs> They're obviously from an advanced civilization. Advanced. Outside of our... <laughs> advanced. <laughs> outside, of our... <laughs> outside of our own solar system that we're just not prepared to, uh, you know. They be... never explain. They never tell you anything. <laughs> like through the whole movie, well, I'm like, the, where'd the, they come from? Why? How, how'd they get here? Well, the question, right. So the, you see the garbage can and then the next thing you know, the garbage can is in an antique shop. Yeah. And uh, you have no idea how they got, how this guy, Captain Manzini, even got this garbage pail that's inhabited by alien creatures um, who all have very distinct personalities and looks. And, you know, the thing is that, yeah, they're space aliens, but they, they seem to take after a lot of, they have a lot of traits that are very human. <laughs> 
So like the idea of a greaser, for example, is a very American concept. And uh, there's one of these garbage pail kids who looks like a greaser, um, you know, so I don't know what they are or where they came from. I don't think it's ever answered. We just know that they had a garbage pail spaceship and they live in slime. <laughs> they live in slime inside of this garbage pail. But anyway, after we get our opening shot. But there, how did the garbage can fly <laughs> through space that fast, land on Earth, and the top never came off? Uh, must be the slime. It must because be. when we get to the part where the top came off, it came off pretty fucking easy. It did come off pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is, did the spaceship, did the garbage can shrink down or was it always that size? So like when it was a spaceship, was it, was it like giant and then it got smaller in our atmosphere or was it always like this tiny little spaceship garbage can that all of these creatures can fit inside of? Um, because I, I think they're slime. I'm not really sure. I think they might be slime, and then like when they're exposed to the air, they turn into the garbage pail kids. Yeah, and if they came from like some far away advanced um, planet, mm -hmm. how come that planet is still using garbage cans that WCW just buys hundreds <laughs> of a day and just trashes? Because we haven't realized the value of recycling yet on Earth. <laughs> Um, All right, so the next scene we get, Dodger. We get this boy. He's going to be our primary character slash hero. And uh, he's being beat up or whatever in the park by some bullies named, uh, the leader's named Juice. And uh, they steal his, like, lunch money or whatever and throw him into a puddle. So Dodger is played by Mackenzie Aston, who is... Sean Astin's brother and Sean Astin if you don't know who that is he was he played um uh, Mikey in the Goonies he played Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings he played Rudy and Rudy uh, so he's had a pretty big career and I was listening to an interview with Mackenzie Astin and he talks about how in the late 80s his brother had just done the Goonies and the Goonies is like this huge mega movie right produced by Spielberg um, big budgeted it's going to be this massive summer movie or whatever and he was jealous and he was on like facts of life or something Mackenzie Aston so he's jealous of his mother his brother getting this big movie role and he gets offered a role in Garbage Pail Kids movie <laughs> and he he without consulting with his father or his or with his parents I should say he was a minor without consulting with his parents, said, yes, absolutely, I'll do this movie. So his father, who is the actor, um, John Aston, who played Gomez Adams in The Adams Family, is like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to do a Garbage Pail Kids movie. And his father's like, basically like, what the, what, do you, what the fuck did you do? Why would you do this? And he is really like, I just wanted to be in a big movie like Sean. <laughs> Yeah. So his father's like well now you said you're gonna do it so you're gonna do it you're gonna show up and you're gonna do it and he literally had no idea what he was getting into when he signed on to do the garbage pail kids movie it really apparently came from this place of like i want to be in a huge blockbuster like my brother <laughs> <laughs> he ends up in this movie so that's how we get uh uh mckenzie ashton now i want to say there's <laughs> So he he also has a crush on this girl in the gang, and her name is uh, Tangerine. 
and there's this <laughs> so he gets her to come into like the little shop where the garbage can is and did you notice that there's a scene where he sniffs her hair doesn't he do it more than once he does it multiple, multiple he, times yeah i think like the first time she doesn't catch him but the second time she like if i remember i think it happens twice and she catches him like the second time Maybe the first oh, time yeah. she doesn't she doesn't yeah. catch him, but he's sniffing her. So like this is our hero. This is the kid we're supposed to root for. In the beginning, he's getting beat up, thrown in a puddle, and then he's tricky, like basically sneaking around sniffing this girl's hair when uh, she's not looking. <laughs> but um, this is when the uh, the garbage pail is going to get knocked over. So Juice again is pissed off because Tangerine's his girlfriend comes in and sees Dodger like sniffing her head or whatever. And he's mad as he should be. If I like, what would you do, right? You walk in and some creepy little kid is sniffing your girlfriend's hair. You're not just gonna be like, okay. So they they not accidentally knock over the garbage can and all the green shit spills out. And then they bring Dodger in the- We got to back up for a second though. We'll come back to that. Okay. So he moved, the garbage can is on the floor. <laughs> the top is being held down with literally a diver's helmet. That's yeah. what's that's what's holding the garbage pill kids inside this thing. And the guy Manzini knows what's in the can, and he's yeah. very he tells Dodger, he's like very explicit, right? Like, don't open the can. Yeah, and then he like, picks up the can and he puts it up on the top shelf. Yes. <laughs> All right. So at, at the point you're at, this is back now. It's up on the top shelf. Correct. Yeah. Yes, and it gets not now. You <laughs> so to to sort of expand on that point a little bit you would think that he would padlock it at the very least yes he describes it as pandora's box and he has a yeah. diver's helmet holding it down <laughs> <laughs> and he put it on the top shelf yeah so it's very easily knocked over um and does it like if it falls over and then the green ooze comes out right but does like something weird happen with it or does it just fall off the shelf? It just falls off, and then a little yeah, right. And, and then, then like they, the and green... then they cut uh, him getting caught by the door or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then they they put him down into like a sewer, and they put they they, <laughs> they handcuff him, and then they pour raw sewage onto Dodger while he like like human waste, like they pour literal shit yeah. like this onto him. <laughs> while he's down in the sewer like <laughs> how like all right so, it's one thing to like bully the kid and steal his money or whatever you're taking it to another level when you handcuff him in a sewage pipe and then pour raw shit all over his body and it's like it's it, he's check he's basically changing this thing and this is the point where the garbage pail kids come down and they save him while he's locked in the sewer. Yeah. So this is when we when we actually like we don't even see them come out of the can. Correct. We only see the slime the come out. So is yeah. this can like Doctor Who's TARDIS, where it's the size of a phone booth until you walk inside of it and then it's yes. giant? I think that's that's why I'm saying it's either that there's slime, and when the slime hits the air, they turn into little creatures, or it's like a TARDIS where you can just fit a bunch of people inside of it and that's that's how it functions it's just like a magical <laughs> thing a magical can <clears throat> so this is so i actually have a list here of all of the garbage pail kids so basically manzini comes back and he's like what the fuck did you do 
I told you not to open up this garbage can that I never sealed and put on a top shelf with a helmet on top of it. How could you possibly have opened it? <laughs> so he's pissed off that he opened this thing that he said he called Pandora's box. But he then introduces the garbage pail kids. So we have Greaser Greg, who is like a little like he wears like leather jacket and he's pissed off all the time. Got a switchblade. He's got a switchblade. You got Messy Tessie, who's got snot all over her face all the time, right? Like she's just disgusting. Windy Winston. Um, he wears a Hawaiian shirt and farts all the time. Um, Valerie vomit. She throws up whenever on command, so she can just vomit whenever she wants. The interesting thing about Valerie vomit <coughs> is that they never ha- they don't show her really throw up until the end. So like you don't get really actually see her yeah. do anything until the final scene. We have Foul Phil, who's a whining, hungry baby who constantly asks characters if they are his mommy or daddy. You have Nat Nerd who is an obese, acne-riddled boy who dresses up like a superhero and wets his pants. And Alligator, the group's leader, is an anthropomorphic half-person, half-alligator who has an appetite for human toes. Manzini explains the kids are forbidden from going out in public because they'll be attacked by the normies and that he can't get the kids back into the garbage can without magic. This is our introduction to the garbage bell kids. So in the beginning, (coughs) the card on the screen if I remember this correctly, is different. So I looked it up. So the card they show on the screen, I think is Barf and Barbara, if I remember. It could be, yeah, I don't know. But So I had to look it up. Barf and Barbara is Valerie Vomit. Um, mm. But wasn't she white in this movie? Valerie, v- no, she wasn't. No? No, oh, no. Oh, uh, the one with messy the Tessie messy was Tessie right. was, okay. Okay, Valerie yeah. Vomit was, was black. So so Barf and Barbara and Valerie Vomit are technically the same person, but they used a different card on the screen and then called her something different in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, I just looked up Valerie Vomit. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a real, yeah, these are all real cards, but um, that's the introduction of the Garbage Pill Kids. I have to say, these are some of the worst designed creatures I've ever seen in a movie. Oh my god! Now, can you imagine your <laughs> couple things to think about? One, you're Mackenzie Aston. You signed on to this movie thinking that this is going to be your huge break into Hollywood stardom. You are now going to be even bigger than the Goonies, and then these things walk in. So you went from thinking you were going to be in Goonies level special effects with these giant sets and pirate ships to these things which look like giant paper mache heads um with very bad costuming that they just hired a bunch of little people to wear the costumes um but also if you are the director in the production company i think the special effects guy was john buchler who like he's interesting um let me just confirm yeah, that because was it me or did their mouths move really like i, I don't so, think they even like opened all the way or closed correct. all the layers so yeah they didn't they did not have fully functioning mouths yeah. so, like, <laughs> <laughs> they would talk but the mouths weren't moving so it was just like clearly so they had been overdubbed or whatever because what these things that I, I want to confirm that it was Buchler, and that's there's a reason I want to confirm that. But these these creatures or whatever like aren't functioning. Like they they look just like giant fake heads. Yeah. Um, 
and like that's I'm guessing because they didn't have budget to do actual effects on it but imagine if you're like making this movie and you see those things and you're like we just gotta fucking go with it like we don't really have a choice so you just put them on fucking camera and you light them yeah John Carl Buechler John Carl Buechler he designed the ghoulies he designed the creatures in the movie Troll he also worked on the original design for the Predator that was eventually scrapped and um but he also worked on like reanimator i think he worked on predator i'm gonna confirm that he also worked on like reanimator he worked on a lot of charles band low budget stuff and the guy did do some cool stuff he directed friday 13th part seven um but these man like i don't know if it was just budget or he wasn't up to the task of creating them but they look fucking awful yeah they're terrible really bad like really bad they they, they, you at least want them to look like they're alive like they don't look they look like little people wearing halloween costumes that's yeah that's pretty much what it looks like all right especially like uh and there's like a few scenes um i I mean we'll we'll get to it like the bar fight like it dude (laughs) those costumes look bad yeah because they don't move they don't have any articulation they don't you know what i mean like they don't they're they're just poorly made and it's probably budget to be fair to the effect team like i doubt they had a lot of money on this thing it's pretty clear by the sets the locations the cast that this thing was had like a dollar to it so they probably did what they could with the money they had like i probably could i definitely couldn't create even to the level of that but like they had to know at that point that this thing is going to be terrible right you have to know if you're in the movie and you're on set with those those designs, you have to know that it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah, there's just no way you don't know that at that point. So then you have to go and act against these things, <sighs> and and pretend that you're like that this movie's going to be that this movie's <laughs> actually worth making. You know what I mean? You know? Weird. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So the next day, Dodger goes with Tangerine to a nightclub where she sells clothes that she designed. <laughs> Dodger behaves awkwardly when Tangerine removes her shirt to sell it. And then Dodger hides when Juice shows up. So he hides in like a giant duffel bag mm-hmm. on the side of the road while Juice shows up. So now we have this new subplot introduced about fashion design because Tangerine makes clothes. So, um, which is like, this is, it's such a weird plot because you're not really sure what's going to happen in the first. 15, 20 minutes, whatever. You just know that you have garbage pill kids. You're not sure what they're going to do, what's going to happen. But now you're now the movie's going to move along on this plot line of we're going to be fashion designers. And Dodger's going to help Tangerine basically design and sell clothes. While he's doing that, the garbage pill kids actually escape from the house. And this is where you get a bunch of like individual scenes. So um, one is they steal a Pepsi truck. And they managed to run over a car and flatten it. They f- <laughs> <laughs> they literally flatten the entire car. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> it looks like, like it's it literally looks like it's something out of like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> just like like the car is just completely flat. Yes, with a truck with a Pepsi truck. And it's- then and then I think at some point she gets 
one of the girls gets out of the truck and goes, oh, I'm, uh, I'm happy we're Pepsi kids or, uh, the, or no, we're the yes. Pepsi generation. Yes, they had, that's what she said. That's, that's I don't know if Pepsi endorsed that they or if they just did it. They had to. It was another one of those things where Pepsi after the fact was probably like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know this was going to look like that. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, we're sold by Tops. Tops was like, no, no, no. We're going to make, we're making the garbage pail kids. It's huge with kids. Like, yeah. we'll even put your product in there. You can even say the tagline. And they're like, all right, that sounds good. And then they see it and they see the character that's saying it. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we can't use this for anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, let's see, I gotta go to my synopsis. All right. So then they also have a campfire in the alley and they eat a bunch of food and inexplicably sit around like a dumpster fire or whatever and cook hot dogs. Right. Um, so it says the next morning, the garbage bell kids recover from their food induced hangovers and give Dodger a jacket that they sewed. So now the garbage pail kids. Are, are designing clothes. So, so I guess that's like, <laughs> they're not sure why they're designing clothes, not sure how they learned how to design clothes. But Dodger gives this thing to Tangerine and she gets so impressed that Dodger's basically like, I'm going to force the garbage pail kids into slave labor. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play, I'm going to play a, a clip here because I think, I think this is worth sharing because there's also an inexplicable musical number at this point. Um, oh my god, I forgot! Yeah, it just yeah. turns into a musical. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch that part. It's a Zoom thing gets out of my way. All right, so here we go. Tangerine loved the outfit. Uh, chicks is chicks. And I know my chicks. But I got another problem and I need your help. <laughs> what do you want? I need more clothes. A dozen more. At least a dozen outfits. And I need them. It's gonna take a while. By Friday? Yeah. It's three days. Yeah. No way. We only have one machine. But there's gotta be some way. Yeah. 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 I got an idea. Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Go on home, kid. Yeah, kid. We're gonna put it to a vote. We'll give you our answer over breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Bring me back some rare. What? Anything, long as it's blood rare. Yeah. Why should we do something nice? Let's quit now. That's my advice. We can. And they're doing a whole musical number. Their mouths don't move. They don't move at all. <laughs> Someone said that one looks like Dollar Store Rock. <laughs> Non-union sweatshop. <laughs> they literally break into this. While they're singing a the number, they break into a... It's like a sewing. I don't even know what you would call it. And they start stealing it. And they can make clothes for dollars. Help a friend out of a mess. Put your hands up in the air. 
Like their mouths aren't moving. Dude, their eyes aren't doing anything either. So weird. <laughs> The alligator's mouth is just open the whole time and never That's closes. All, yeah, and sometimes it opens and closes a little bit. So come on, guys, go in a spot. We'll borrow tools to do our part. Oh my god, it's so bad. So uh so that like in the middle of the movie because it's, it's, it's not the like, only one, too. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's not like there's other musical numbers. That's the only musical number in the entire movie. And it just comes out of nowhere. It literally comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's it's like them. It's basically a montage scene of them making a clothing line for Dodger to impress Tangerine. And it's almost like they were like, what are we going to do in this scene? Because we have to show them making these things and their mouths don't move so we can't there's no real like no one knows how to write dialogue for this movie so so i don't know if it's before the musical number or after when tangerine takes him uh he gets in a car with her and they drive to the place mm-hmm. it's, uh it's the first time he went to go sell the clothes it was right it was right before this scene so okay so he he um gets into the car with her they throw the bag <laughs> in the back mm-hmm and he says to her, it's like noontime. And he says to her, so we're going to go sell the clothes. And then the next scene is them somewhere else. It's completely dark. It's like midnight. And yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, to go sell. How, how long were they driving for before she answered? <laughs> like it was That's daytime. Funny. And like it was like noontime. And then the next time she answered, it's like midnight. They were just driving for like 24 hours straight in the dark before she was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> or they just got there like really, really early. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Parked outside the club. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So Dodger needs to get more clothes. So then the kids make clothes for Dodger after stealing a sewing machine and singing in a, an annoying song about working together. Then they get bored and decide to wear disguises and go out. So this is when they go to the movie theater and they go to the bar. Um, so in the movie theater, there are three Stooges shorts playing. And here's the thing with the Garbage Pail Kids is, are we supposed to like the Garbage Pail Kids? I think, yeah, to- I think you're supposed to like them. Because in the theater scene, like, they're so fucking obnoxious. Like, uh, they spill their popcorn all over everybody. I think the baby, like, starts crying or something in the middle of the movie. And, like, in that scene, they're so fucking obnoxious. I don't see how you could ever want those characters to not be put back into the can. The scene in the bar, um, so Winston and Allie go to the bar and end up getting into a fight. Um, I think because yeah, Allie tries to eat somebody's toes. Um, but then they end up like befriending all the people in the bar. 
right? I'm trying. This part's a little. Yeah, fuzzy. yeah. So, um, they go into the bar. The alligator bites the dude's foot. Right. And then Winston he wants drives to fight. like a quad to the window. Yeah. So he wants to fight, and then the um, uh, the little leather jacket guy, Greaser Greg. Greaser Greg. He's gonna yeah. like go fight the guy, and then the other guy's like like the human guy is like this guy's got balls That's free right. drinks for everybody free drinks for everybody <laughs> uh, how many right, fights so how many fights actually wind up like that where you like go into a biker bar and you fight a guy and then he's like you got balls kid let's drink for yeah everybody. and and how many times do they do they serve beer to children because these are kids yeah technically they are <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so it says that, uh, yeah, they celebrate with beers and uh, Tangerine sells all the clothes. <laughs> and she finally meets the garbage pail kids, but she thinks they're disgusting. Now, here is where we're going into the final act. Um, so Tangerine wants to use the clothes to make money uh, and use Dodger. So she's going to get this big fashion show. So they get the kids to make like a bunch of clothes for them again, but then they lock them in the basement. And it's around this time that we find out that there's this place called the State Home for the Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> apparently it's this place where, like, if there's ugly people, they can they put them there. And not only do they put them there, but they kill them. And I think they compact them with like a trash compactor. Yeah, something like that. So they euthanize them like like they're dogs. They kill actual human beings. And then they put them in like a trash compactor. And we find out that there were other garbage pail kids. So they they think that they're going to go there and see all their friends. And we find out that all the other garbage pail kids have already been murdered and compacted by this garbage truck. And that these are like the only surviving. But basically, it's Tangerine's fault that they're Tangerine did, and Juice. Now, I didn't write it down, so I'm going off memory here. But did you see some of the people that were locked up there? I've got them right here. So okay. we have, it's, we have it's, Too Fat, which is Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> too yeah. Bald, which is Gandhi. Yeah. Too Skinny is Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Too Wrinkly is an old man. And Too Silly is a clown. So then the, the Garbage Pail Kids would be Too Ugly. Uh, so let's just back up for a second and remember that this is a movie for kids. I saw this in 1987. I was like four or five years old when I saw this. It's a movie for children. So we've seen, um, we've seen Dodger sniffing a girl's head. We've seen Dodger awkwardly act around a girl who takes her shirt off. We've seen, um, the garbage pail kids getting drunk at a bar. We've seen them get into a bar fight, um, and now we see that they have a home where they go and they murder children and put them into a trash compactor if they're too ugly. This is this is a movie that they made for like eight year olds. Yeah. Like this is the kind of shit you made in 1987. You think about that. Like, <laughs> could you imagine today making a movie? You're like, listen, we're gonna make a movie where there's a home and they put all the ugly kids there, but it's funny because they're ugly. And then we're gonna say that they murder the ugly kids because they're ugly. And that's that we're going to release this in theaters and on VHS and all the kids are going to Now, do it. they just catch everybody with a net? Yeah, I think they do. It's like yeah. a dog catcher. So they catch yeah, them like, yeah, I was going to say, it's like a dog catcher just running around mm-hmm. catching ugly people. Um, but anyway, Manzini and, and Dodger find out and they go and they, they go to the bar and they get all the, uh, the biker guys to help them break the garbage pail kids. 
I think at one point, like, Dodger runs into the bar, and he's like, the guys are in trouble. And they're like, no way, or something, and they all get up and leave. And it's like, Dodger was never at the bar. So how did they know who Dodger was? They never met Dodger, right? Because the kids, the Garbage Pail kids went to the bar. Didn't they leave the bar before Dodger got there? So when yeah, Dodger, they were already gone because they left on the back of like motorcycles yeah. and shit. So Dodger gets in, goes into the bar and says, "Their guys are in trouble." How the fuck do they know who he's talking about? And how does Dodger know they went to the bar? That they were there. He doesn't. Yeah. None of that makes any sense. <laughs> anyway, they go and they break the kids out, and then they go to the fashion show, and this is where we get like them um, basically, you know, ruining the fashion show. Like Winston gets on stage and like blows a giant fart. Valerie vomit vomits. Um, I think nerd the Nat nerd pisses all over the stage or something. Um, and that's basically how it ends is, you know, all the kids ruin the fashion show and Tangerine's dream. Mr. Manzini thinks he's going to put them back in the can with a magical song and the garbage pail kids just kind of walk out, get on their ATVs and drive away. Yeah. Into uh, a one... sequel, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so anybody oh they also them? one thing on the fashion show they rip all the clothes off the models so like they go in that's and right they, they do yeah ripping the models yeah. like the models didn't do anything <laughs> be prepared if you watch this to have an ongoing uh piss joke they focus on him pissing his pants constantly it's the one thing out of so like I said, they show Valerie vomit one time in the movie. I think she throws up some playing cards once, but they show her vomit one time. They show this Nat guy piss every single time he's on screen. Yeah. He just pisses constantly. I don't know if it was like the vomit gag was more difficult. So the piss gag was easy because you just kind of put a little thing in there and you squirt the water out and he pisses his pants. But you're right, it is all the time. This kid yeah. is just pissing all over the place. It's weird. And he's also like got zits all over him, but he dresses up as a superhero. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's got the cape and shit. So anyway, um, that's how the movie ends, and it does end with one of the sort of classic '80s uh, movie themed songs, where it's you know the song is called "You Can Be a Garbage Bill Kid," and uh, credits roll on that. And one thing I did notice in the credits is they give a giant credit to Phil Fondacaro played greaser greg and uh we reviewed him in ghoulies 2 and he was in uh blood dolls he was the little guy that zapped the girls in the cage oh for real i didn't even know i think his name got big in the credits because he was the biggest name in the movie and he was probably like listen i'll be in your movie but you got to give me top billing at the end of this thing and it's like phil fond the car with greaser greg and i was like holy shit he was the biggest, Phil Fondacaro was the biggest name in the movie. That's insane. Yeah. Like, well, he's in a bunch of Full Moon stuff. He is, but that, yeah. like, he's a B-movie star, but he was the biggest star in the movie, and he was barely a star at the time. So. Yeah. And you never saw his face anyway, so. I know, that's what's so funny yeah. about it. Like, you never, so he, just, <laughs> he wanted that top bill. He, that was yeah. definitely something he wanted. Yeah, no, this, this is, uh, it's pretty terrible. It's, bad. it's terrible. You can get the Blu-ray for about a hundred bucks because it's out of print. Screen Factory actually put this out in a special edition Blu-ray. And I almost picked it up when they released it because I was like, you know, this is one of those releases that is going to go out of print because it's 
it's not going to be popular enough for them to retain licensing on it over time. And they did this big release on it. And I wish I had bought it because the thing's worth money now. But I didn't. So I, I had, we had to watch. I don't know how you ended up watching it, but I had to watch uh, some. I watched VHS. it with the, uh, the link you sent me. It's the only place I could find a copy of it yeah. was that web, one website that had like a rip of it. Um, so we didn't get to watch it in high def. Could you imagine what this thing looks like yeah. in high def? And the, and, the weird, and the fucked up thing was, so I used the link you sent me. <clears throat> and I watched probably like the first uh, 20, 25 minutes on my tablet. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. It, 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 on my tablet, it looked good. You know, it's a smaller screen. And then I think she wound up going to bed and I said, I fuck it, I'll put it on TV. So I put it on TV. And every time I tried to fast forward it to my part where I was, it wouldn't let me. So I wound up having to watch it from the beginning again. Um, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching this from the beginning. I'll just go back on the tablet. Nope. It was like, I was just stuck in this, this loop of like not being able to replay it. So I wound up having to watch like the first 25 minutes again. <laughs> it's bad. It's a really yeah. bad movie. I When I was a kid, I loved this movie. I was like too young to know how bad it was. So it's like, I watch it now and I can enjoy it because of that. Because it's like, I know it's terrible, but um, I can laugh at it. But I would never recommend this movie to anybody because it is no. so freaking terrible. But, um, you know... <clears throat> If you really are curious about it, you can buy. I think the DVD is cheaper, but uh, it's still pretty expensive. And that Blu-ray, man, it's like 90 bucks or something if you want it. Yeah, no, I'm good. But I just imagine what these designs look like in high depth. Can you imagine how bad they look? Oh, it's got to look. Yeah, I mean, you would probably see every flaw. Yeah, like incredible. That that Screen Factory put this out. It's such a strange release. Anyway, that's Garbage Pail Kids and... uh, that's all I got on it. All right. So I do know the next episode, we are going to be doing a movie with Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. called Predestination. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you watch it before you listen because there's no way to talk about this without spoiling anything. Yeah. Garbage Pail Kids, I guess. Not so much, but... <laughs> no, you can just go ahead and watch that anytime you want. <laughs> it's Even with what we said, it's still not going to make any fucking sense. <laughs> but uh yeah so pre- predestinations the next show um yeah i would definitely recommend checking it out before you listen because it will be a whole lot of spoilers there's really no other way to talk about it and then we will see you on that episode Triple Feature. Dot com.